Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! Two games into this next little stretch for the Bulls. They've got a few days off now. I told you before we started, CJ, it feels like they've got a week off. They got three days off. It feels like an eternity, but the schedule is getting a little friendlier. But we got to talk about that Pelicans game and specifically the people who were officiating that game, even though I said I wouldn't <laughs> do that. Welcome into today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench Bob member in Tennessee, Vol CJ Watson. CJ, how we doing? You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to do it. Let's jump into it. Yeah, we've got a lot to get to today, including an interesting trade proposal. Is that what you want to call it? Speculation? I can't believe we're talking about trades already, but this one we had to talk about because it involves a Chicago native. But before I get too far ahead of myself, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. College Hoops is back. CJ's Vols and my Ramblers are both 1-0 to start the season, by the way. Just got to give them a shout out here. What hmm. are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our hmm. promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of this show as well. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. Cam Rogers and the guys doing a fantastic job there. There's a lot of great stuff. Go check it out with the official shirt of this show. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at the Believe Shop. Nice call on the Vols game the other day, by the way, CJ. I saw you tag me at the Instagram comment. You know, I try to be a good predictor. I can't bet, so I just um, try to guess at least. <laughs> hey, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. That's right, the way yeah. I, I had a wise man once tell me that. Right. But, you know, the Bulls weren't so lucky against New Orleans. We'll talk about that after I tell you they beat the Raptors on a good bounce back game, 111 to 97. That was a good, like I said, good, good bounce back, second half of a back to back. And then the Pelicans game. Now, this wasn't a back to back, this was still at home. DeMar DeRozan had a rough fourth quarter, he had a key turnover late in the game, like as final seconds late in the game. They had their opportunities. Bulls fall 115 to 111. And I said on Twitter, I wasn't going to talk about the officiating, but I want to talk about the officiating. But <laughs> overall, before I get to that and, you know, my nonsense with all those thoughts, um, what do you think here about how they've kind of, we've talked about this brutal stretch now for two weeks. They're wrapped up with it. Things are easing up. How do you think they looked in that short, that short amount of time with so many games? Uh, I think they look pretty good. You know, I think uh, the team is coming along. Uh, the chemistry's coming along. You're seeing uh, guys starting to, to have more confidence, to open up more. Uh, the roles are more defined. And I think that's the great, great thing about the NBA season. You know, it's a long season. And throughout the season, you'll have your ups and downs. But throughout the season, you'll be able to see where guys are actually at. You know, we talk a lot about consistency and finding a groove. This team hasn't really found that consistency yet. They've been hovering around 500. 
the record is now six and seven. They they were above five hundred and they're below five hundred. It's like they they bounce back and forth. It it seems like they're kind of like I it. I don't know how to put it. The good the right analogy here. It's like here's an old school one. It's like a game of pong. They're just bouncing back and forth. Right. Like, they can't find a rhythm. It seems like. Do you attribute that to like I said before, so many games in a short amount of time? Do you think maybe they can reset here during this little three day break before their next game? Uh, I think so, but y'all, I think you also have to attribute it to injuries also. Um, like a lot of guys have been in and out of the lineup. Um, so uh, different lineups, different matchups, um, um, di- people playing different positions maybe. So I think it's a little bit of everything. But like I said, once we get everyone back, um, that thing, that should start to settle. And like I said, guys should start to define their roles better and then kind of move on from there. Hopefully it's a moving on with, you know, winning two or three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, things like that. You know, Andre Drummond did come back for that Pelicans game, but he didn't look like himself. Like he's coming off that shoulder injury, but I feel like that was a type of game. You're going up against Zion Williamson. You need yeah. the size and New Orleans is a big team anyway. I mean, hello, Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, they're a right. big team. I feel like you needed Andre Drummond out there, even though he wasn't hundred percent. I think he was a big reason why they were able to stay in that game, even though the numbers didn't show it. Yeah. 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 You definitely want to want him out there. Um, like you say, he didn't look like himself, but I'm glad he just got back out there, got his feet wet. I'm sure, you know, in the next couple of games, he'll probably, you know, come back to life and kind of play like the Andre Drummond that we're used to seeing. And Goran Dragic is proving once again <laughs> that he is a home run signing for the right. Bulls coming off the bench. He had a really good night, and he was another reason they were able to stay in that game. Now their next game is Sunday. They've got the most days off they've had all year. It's three, four days off. However, I can't right. do it. But either way, they've got days off for a change. I told you last week, it felt like a baseball schedule or watching them every night. What do you do during this stretch? Obviously you focus on health, but is there anything beyond that? Uh, you, like you said, mostly health, but you also uh, want to look at the, the end of the game uh, plays where you kind of lost the ball. Like you said, tomorrow lost the ball, the crutch time. Um, um, also just trying to close out the games and in, in on a better, more positive note. So you can win some of those games that you lost that were close. And I feel like it's also something Billy Donovan should talk about. You can't let the other team shoot 36 free throws. Now, Bulls shot 18 free throws. Right. Shot 36. That's a big difference. We talked about that right before we started. That's a big difference in free throws. And I'm not one to blame the referees. I'm not. Like, I, if, I always say my attitude is you shouldn't put yourself in a position where the referee should dictate the game and be able to take the game away from you. So there were obviously right. opportunities they had. But there were a lot of missed calls. There were a lot of technical fouls. I was not impressed with the officiating. The last two minute report hasn't been out at the time we're recording this. It's about one o'clock central time on Thursday. I mean, it's, I don't know. The officiating just got me. Mm-hmm. And I, even with the bears game on, on Sunday too, with the dolphins, like right. the officiating all around, it just had me fired up. But how do you have to adjust if you're on the court and the officiating, they're calling seemingly everything on, it seemed like one side of the floor. Uh, you, I mean, you really can't, you just gotta, you know, just, try to be positive as, as much as you can. Um, the rest uh, also make mistakes too. They got a hard job also. So you just got to go out there and try to, you know, talk to them a little bit. Ho- hopefully they'll get on your side. But at the end of the day, like you said, that's a big discrepancy. 36 free throws to 18, uh, especially when you're at home. Uh, usually you get home home court calls. But uh, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't the case that night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, DeMar got another technical foul. He's now tied for the team lead. Vooch got teed up, and that was not because he flipped off the referees, even though that was hilarious in <laughs> right. the first quarter. I, I, I did double takes. I'm like, did he just do that? And he did. Right. It's all over. I love the uh, Bleacher Nation Bulls said that's uh, actually Bulls fans when they see Grayson Allen walking on the street. Like, that's oh, yeah, yeah. really funny. Like, all the memes that speak for themselves. But, I mean, the technical fouls, the no calls, like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I don't want to say the refs were the whole reason the Bulls lost because they weren't. I mean, they had their opportunities. There were turnovers, but 
I just wasn't impressed. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, only only you can do with the refs is just kind of like, you know, uh, my thing would do, I would just try to like get them on my side, you know, complain a lot and then not complain at all. Then uh, ask them if they saw that. Uh, maybe they, they'll agree with you. Maybe they say they missed it. You know, just try to get them on your side as best as you can and kind of just go from there. Uh, like I said, Russ makes mistakes and they got a tough job uh, to officiate both sides of the ball and then try to call a clean game, which every play you can probably call a foul or some kind of, you know, um, call, but um, they, they don't let a lot of stuff go. Does that work? when you talk to the referees like I've never really thought about it yeah I think so you gotta you know it's like talking to a kid you gotta baby them you know <laughs> sometimes you yell at them sometimes you don't sometimes you just you know uh just you don't say anything you just stare at them <laughs> and they and they get the they get the gist <laughs> I mean that's a job I wouldn't want I mean I umpired little league baseball games and I had to deal with the parents right. like yeah, yeah. I mean I had to oh. deal with the kid. the kids too were okay but the parents were just Oh, oh yeah, goodness. The parents at the, at the youth level, all oh, this is it's ridiculous these days. Uh, I see right. fights, I see people cussing. And yeah. these kids are these kids, they act like these kids are going to the, be a professional tomorrow. Like, no, they got a long, long time to go. They're not even good yet. <laughs> right. They're nine and ten years old. He's up a right. little bit. But <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't imagine. So I've got I, I mean, you have that with the youth level with the parents. Then you're at like the professional level and you've got social media. Oh yeah. There's no way I'd be able to do that job. Yeah, yeah, and just the way the guys talk to refs, um, you know, uh, I could be a woman ref. Uh, I wouldn't, I couldn't be able to do it. Uh, it's, you know, it's a grown man's game, but you know, um, shout out to all the women who are out there refing and you know, and take it, take the sport and and love the sport of basketball, you know, and try to help better the game. So it's great. Yeah, that really is it for love of the game type of job. Like I, again, yeah. there's no way I'd be able to do that. But I talk right. about the Bulls <laughs> having their opportunities in this game and not leaving it up to the referees. You can't allow sixty points in the paint. I mean, yeah. I know they I know the Bulls had 58 points in the paint. Like, oh wow, it was only a minus two differential. Don't give up 60 points in the paint. I know Zion Williamson is Zion Williamson. He's a freak. We've known that since he was in college, even in high school. He was one to me that didn't even need college. But right. <laughs> we've seen that he's able to bully you down low. That can't happen. Yeah, yeah. You can't have uh, that many points in the paint. And like you've been saying since you know, the the start of the season, um, the the wing um guarding position is, is going to be tough for, for the Bulls, and that's one that they have to get right, um, whether it's taking more of a challenge, whether it's sitting double teams, uh, whatever the case may be, they got to be able to guard those wing players and uh, those star players um, and, and guard them better. I mean, being a defender is tough in this league. You just got to hope the guy misses, but it's, uh, you know, it's the NBA. These are the best players for a reason, and they're going to make shots. You just got to make it hard for them. Coming into the season, I knew the defense would be a question mark. I mean, we talked about that before the first episode. First, seat, for first game of the season, defense was going to be a question mark. And, you, and we talked about it on the perimeter, and that's one area they could be. I mean, you saw Brandon Ingram take over in the fourth quarter. C.J. McCollum had a bad day, but he's yeah. still C.J. McCollum. Right. But then you've got the paint defense. And that was where I thought A.K. and Mark Eversley kind of missed in the offseason. I wanted to see a, or a paint defender come in. You've got a perimeter defender coming back in Lonzo Ball. I'm not too worried right. about that once he comes back. <clears throat> I think that's going to kind of – he's kind of that final piece to the puzzle with the perimeter. But the paint defense – yeah. Have the, New Orleans is a better team than they get credit for. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, think that's a stretch sure. to say because they can bully you down low with Valanchunas and Zion, and they've got guys. And when they score 60 points in the paint, they can beat you. So could we be, uh, it sucks doing this 13 games in, could we be right. looking at a potential deadline mood? Maybe go get a paint defender, a big guy who can play defense in the paint. 
Uh, I mean, you know, you look at all the options uh, at this point, um, but I think it's just more guys just got to take more pride in playing defense. You got to want to stop the ball. You want to you got to feel disrespectful when someone comes into your house uh, pretty much and just does whatever they want. Um, that's what Tibbs would always tell us. Uh, uh, don't let people come into your house and just, you know, just use the bathroom anywhere, you know, tell them where, tell them where to go. <laughs> so it's it's, uh, it's some, something they got guys just have to take pride in and just, you know, just take pride in defense. And I think that would be better for the whole morale of the team. I like that. I like that quote. That that's good. And it sounds <laughs> that sounds like typical tips. I mean, you talked the other yeah, day. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Like that. I, sure I was, like was, that attitude. It was different words, but I know I try to keep it PG. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We're we're a family oriented podcast here. Right, okay? yeah. I don't I don't try to use too many words that you wouldn't say in front of kids. So I right. I get it. I, I know how he works. But right. you, you know that that paint defense that's got to be shored up, and that's any team. I mean, we talk about the 76ers being a problem because they can't stop Joel Embiid, even though they kept up with them earlier in the season. You got the Bucks being a problem because they've got Giannis. I mean, those two teams are the they're the Bulls' kryptonite. It seems yeah, like yeah. in the Eastern Conference, it seems like they have a really hard time beating those two because they're small. And I knew that'd be a problem going into these going into the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those those teams, like you just said, are, are tough and they they live in the paint. So that's what you don't want. If when teams be able to live with the paint and can hit the three, it's going to be a, a long night for you. So we talk about deadline moves. <laughs> I saw one this week, and it was from Bleacher Report. Now this is the it's the same company that said DeMar DeRozan was the worst free agent signing of the offseason last year. I just want to throw that out there. Right. Scrolling through Twitter, and I got I actually got an alert from Bleacher Report. The headline on this is landing spots and trade packages for Lakers star Anthony Davis. Chicago guy, Bulls have been linked to him before. They list four trade packages. The first one's the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant for Anthony Davis and a 2029 first round pick. That seems pretty straightforward. And I scroll down, and I see the Bulls are at number two. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's trade season. Anthony Davis is linked to the Bulls. This always happens. It's a day that ends in Y. Here's the trade. Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, Goran Dragic, and a 2023 first-round pick, which is this year's first-round pick from Portland, for Anthony Davis. I'm No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I, wouldn't, saying, I wouldn't so go you near would never, that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that trade? No. No, you need Zach Levine. You invested $215 million right. in him for a reason. I know the guaranteed, all that. We're not, they haven't thrown $215 million in his lap right now. That's not how that right. works. Yeah, You've yeah. invested in him. He's your franchise guy. He was here through the dark years. He's been through a lot. He's made back-to-back all-star games. Patrick Williams still seems like an up-and-coming piece. We talk about the defense being an issue. He's one of the solutions to right. that problem. Goran Dragic is playing at a high level off the bench. I don't want to move him. And right. why would you give up your first-round pick? Because I think you need that pick after... Last year, you only had one pick because of the tampering. I don't think they had one this year because of the tampering with Lonzo. And you get Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy. Right. To me, that's a lose-lose. That's a lose-lose trade. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the, the the option that I would choose is the KD for, for AD. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't give up uh, Zach Levine, my future star for, uh, I wouldn't say aging star, but, you know, a player that hasn't, like you said, been healthy a lot. Uh, you might not be able to count on him. And um, he's not performing the way that, you know, everyone thinks he should be. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that one either. You know, we talk about the bulls being small mm-hmm. and having issues defending in the paint. Well, Anthony Davis would bring that level of size, but I go right. back to his health. I, you, you can't rely on him for 82 games in the season. I know Zach's health is another issue with the knee. People are going to point to that, but that's, that's different. I think, cause this is kind of managing to save him for late in the year. Anthony Davis is just flat out hurt. Yeah, 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 and I and I don't know how him and Booch will pair up. You know, I don't like the really Rudy Gobert and Carl uh, Anthony Towns uh, trade, but you know, um, if they if they like it, I love it. You know, so but I don't think it, I don't think it will work. Yeah, here here's a quote, and this is uh, from Sean. I'm gonna butcher his last name. Is it Sean Deveni of Heavy talking? He 
cited a Western Conference general manager making the case for this trade. The one thing I've said, if they were to make a deal, would be to send him, being Anthony Davis, back to Chicago for another clutch sports guy in Zach Levine. Davis is from Chicago. He would like to play there. Levine played at UCLA and has said he wants to play in LA. I think that is the only deal that would sort of satisfy all parties because, look, the Lakers wanted AD to be the guy who took over the franchise after LeBron, and it is obvious he is not the guy to do that. Maybe Levine can be. I still don't get the rationale because it ignores the health is the biggest red flag to me because that's going to impact the level that Anthony Davis is playing at, and you're seeing that right now in L.A. Right, yeah. I mean, the money matches up. I think those are some factors also. Um, Like you said, uh, AD wants to go back home and play, which – he might get his wish <laughs> sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I love, I, I don't tell the story much. So I t- I've told before I interned at NBC sports, Chicago, my senior year at Loyola, I got to go to a Lakers practice. I got to talk to AD and LeBron yeah. and Le- LeBron actually laughed at the question I asked. And that's a story we'll tell at another time, but that, that's another fun one. I like to tell at parties, but I, we got to talk <laughs> to Anthony Davis and I asked him cause he called Chicago, the Mecca of basketball. And I asked right. him like, why do you say that? What makes Chicago the Mecca of basketball? And he just said, he says it is. I mean, you look at the high school. I mean, high school basketball in Chicago is huge. Yeah, I think right. you're seeing it at the college level now with DePaul and Loyola. Right. I think UIC is going to be on the come up. Like Northwestern's not in Chicago, but for intents and purposes, like Northwestern's an area team. I think you've got the really good high school teams with the college teams and the, the Bulls play at a high level. It's a really good basketball town. And I feel you can right. kind of speak to that from experience too, playing in the city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, I don't know about the Mecca of basketball, but um uh, the high high level of basketball for sure. Uh the competitiveness, um, and just the the whole the whole vibe of the city um is uh Chicago is just uh where it's at, especially for sports. And especially because AD's from town. I mean, he's always a Chicago kid. I mean, we talk right, about yeah. Iodasumu from Chicago. You don't say from Illinois, you say from Chicago. Derek right. was from Chicago, not from Memphis, from Chicago. Right. Like that's a that's a big thing. And I mean, that's why I that's why I had the shirt on. Just Chicago on it like I mean yeah. I love I haven't lived in the city in a couple of years but I love it up there like right. I mean it's a great sports town and I think from an attitude standpoint yeah Anthony Davis I could see why he'd want to play there but if you're AK and Mark Eversley and you're looking to build this <clears throat> roster for sustainability years down the road I think this is the absolute wrong move to make and I'm not saying this is going to happen Levine can't be traded until January 15th because of the right. contract I think that's because he's the max player January right. 15th this isn't happening like next week the trade right, deadline's yeah. not till February, but if you're AK and Eversley, if they if the Lakers call you and say, "Hey, we have this offer," I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah, I think so, but like I said, you, you still got to listen. Um, but um, you know, who knows what, what's going to happen or what they really feel about you know their star player or, or about the team right now. But uh, I think you know it's all interesting just to, to read and see all the uh, speculations and. Um, and we'll see how guys, you know, continue to play. If they get worse or they get better or these trade rumors kind of affect them. Well, and we're going to have more trade rumors coming up too, especially with the Lakers who are now a whopping two and nine, by the way. <laughs> I just, two and nine Lakers, like, yeah, I, wow. I didn't think they'd be that bad this year, but I think yeah, you're going to see, neither. I think you're going to see more with that. You've heard them link to Buddy Heald, Miles Turner too. I think you're going to start seeing more come up here as teams are, you know, if they're really struggling to start the year, maybe you're going to see some teams start buying. I mean, it's only November 10th. And this, yeah. is gonna, this podcast drops November 11th, but you got to start thinking in the back of your mind. Okay. What moves could we potentially make? Cause you've got to, you've got to try and think two steps ahead. That's why like, I ask you to put your GM hat on, like that's right, yeah. the attitude you have to have, right. You've got to think two steps forward. Yeah, for sure. And especially if you're the Lakers, you have to make some kind of move, uh, especially to be kind of reveling and, and make these last few years of the, let the Braun has, you know, make them some good ones and comparative ones. Cause right now they're, 
Um, they're not even looking at the playoff spot. So that's that's pretty depressing as a as a Laker uh, fan, I'm sure. Uh, so trying to get back to relevance and, and uh, back to the pinnacle is what they want, I'm sure. I just want to make some shots. Right. Just and, learn yeah, to that shoot. Too. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that would help too. <laughs> it's a simple game. You shoot the ball, it goes in the hoop, but the Lakers can't right. shoot in a league that's now oriented by the three-point line and everything's right. pace and space, all that, and you can't shoot. That's a problem. Oh, that's a big problem. And that, I think that's why that's their biggest struggle right now is just shooting, uh, shooting and defense. They can't guard anybody and um, they can't make any shots. Just like you said, you know, if you can't make any shots, that's going to make your defense even worse. And it's just a trickle down effect. Yeah. And you talk about the the trickle down. Well, I talk about three point shooting with the Bulls. Zach Levine is a three point shooter. I think we're starting to see the need to keep Kobe White because I've talked about Kobe White in trade conversations. He's in the last year of his contract. I didn't pick up his option. So I could, I could definitely see the argument for trading Kobe White, but you look at the game, like the New Orleans game, you yep. needed another shooter out there. DeMar and Zach, they did, they did great. I know DeMar had a bad fourth quarter, a couple key mistakes. I thought they, they did fine. They were kind of carrying the load, especially at the, at the free throw line. Right. Booch can step up and make some threes, but at that point they did a great breakdown on the pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago. You lose the rebounder down there because you've got four guys in the other team while the other bulls are on the perimeter. Right. So you need Kobe White out there to make some threes. He's been out with a thigh bruise. So we talk about these guys coming up in trade conversations. Kobe White's been one of them. Are we seeing the value that Kobe White has on this Bulls team? I think so. Like you said, shooting is the key in this day and age in the NBA. And that's what you want to put around your stars and your superstars. You want to put uh, guys who can shoot the three and guys who can um, play maker and make their own shot and also guys who play defense. So uh, if you can kind of um, make your team around that, uh, I think you have a solid team and, and a chance to win a championship eventually. And I know Kobe White is not a starter. I mean, it's just the reality of it. I think he's got the talent, the shooting ability to be a starter, but is he a starter on a really good team is a different conversation. So I like him coming off the bench. That's something I said from his rookie year. I like him coming off the bench. So I'm not talking about him coming in as the value of starting. I'm talking about him coming in as a depth piece. I mean, Lonzo's going to be able to shoot three when he comes back. So you're going to get a shooter there. But I think having Kobe White with that second unit, yes, Goran Dragic is playing well too, but I think, Kobe White's one of those guys. If you're if your window is this year, I wouldn't trade Kobe White this year because you want to try and make as deep a run as you can and maybe revisit a conversation with a contract after the year if you want. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can keep all your op- options open. And um, like I said, he's uh he's great coming off the bench and he's another shooter that can help open up things for for Zach, for for going on, uh, for drumming in the middle. Cause once you start hitting threes, everything opens up. So I think it's a good good piece to keep for now. Uh hopefully he gets back and gets healthy and you know can get, get back on the court and, and show what he's got. Now that's not to say this is in stone that I want Kobe White to stay on the bulls. I mean, if you can get <laughs> a high level all-star caliber shooter for Kobe White. You do it. I mean, like you said, everything's on the table. So I'm not saying set it in stone. He's going to be here all year. No, 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 no. Trade rumors are going to keep happening. I mean, the last thing I expected was the Bulls to trade for Nikola Vucevic a couple of years ago, and they did. So if if Arturis has shown anything, he keeps everything close to the bell. He doesn't, nothing really leaks, which I'm very impressed about. So I I don't know what's going to happen with Kobe White, but in the, in the short term, I think he, once he gets healthy, that three-point shot is going to be huge for this team, especially in games like the New Orleans game. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are especially the games you miss because that was a winnable game. Like, those are the games that might come back to haunt you, you know, in uh, April or March. So um, hopefully we can kind of win some of those games and, and get get guys healthy, get guys back so we can see the full full team at, at, uh, at full strength. And it'll also be nice to talk about winning winnable games instead of, oh, yeah. it was winnable, but they made their mistakes here. This is right. <laughs> 13, 13 games in. You still got... 70 games, 69 games left. 
Like yeah. you've got a lot left to play. So if there's All a right. time, in, in my opinion, if there's a time to kind of struggle in these winnable games, it's now better than, yeah. you know, February, March, or even April in there. Like, obviously you want to win all these games because you don't want these games to come back and haunt you. But if there's a time to maybe still be getting things together, this is it. Yeah, the time is now for sure. And hopefully they're learning from these losses and, um, you know, they'll, they'll be better for it in the, in the end. So hopefully, you know, they'll get get their mindset right and just regroup after these next uh, two or three days off and, you know, Sunday, come back with a big win, start a good week. Well, I say again, it doesn't help that it seems like you're playing every other day. Like that's yeah. That's got to be tough. And you've talked about the practice aspect of it. Like now get some practices, get some workouts, and maybe they'll start gelling. And by the time things come around here soon, you know, maybe you turn a corner come December and come Christmas time. Once I start standings watching, they'll be in a position. Yeah. yeah, That's what you want. Like I say, I'll take these two or three games uh, uh, each and, you know, try to get two out of three, two out of three and two out of three, you know, hopefully uh, just put a streak together. That's what my, one of my coaches used to tell me, Keith smart all the time, just put a streak together and then we'll see what happens after that. No, a wise man named Meatloaf once said two out of three ain't bad. Hey, you know, it's a good, good numbers to me. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I mean, like I said, I'm a nineties baby, but I love, I love eighties right. music. And like me, yeah. well, two out of three ain't bad. I mean, I live right. by that. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the, the schedule coming up here, cause I like to look at the upcoming schedule. They've got Denver at home on Sunday. That's the good thing. This game on yeah. Sunday is at home, so they don't have to travel. So that's going right. to, that's going to help things too. But you got Denver coming in and yeah, Nikola Jokic, yeah, yeah. Jokic enough said. Then you got right. New Orleans again in New Orleans. Then you got the magic at home, Boston at home again at Milwaukee and Thunder, Jazz, Suns, Warriors, Kings, Wizards. Like it's kind of a mixed bag with the schedule in terms of like the talent level, but it it's better than talking about when we were talking about before the Spurs, the Sixers, the Nets, the Celtics, the Raptors twice. Like it seems yeah. to me this is a little friendlier. Yeah, all those, but all those teams are still pretty tough. But like, I mean, the Thunder is still a young team, an energetic team. Um, they got they got players in that team, and they're they're all hungry. They want to win. Um, so I don't think any game, like I said, is going to be you can mark it as as a win uh, these days uh, in the NBA. Uh, back in the day, maybe because there, there were some terrible teams, but now everyone's still still playing, still fighting, and it's still early in the season, so they're still still trying to find their stride. There's a joke in there about the Lakers, but I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> I know you. I know you like the Lakers. I'm not. I'm not gonna make that. There's a joke in there. I'll just let the listener and the whoever's watching on YouTube infer what I was gonna say about that. But you always say there's no days off in the NBA these days, and I think you're right with the way things are looking. It's not an. It's not a cakewalk schedule, and yeah. I. I think they've got enough time between these games now that they can maybe Billy can do some different looks and practice maybe, and right. guys can get more shots up, and most of all, get healthy. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, get healthy, you know, work on these uh, late game stretches, uh, work, work on offense, work on defensive strategy and uh, just put it into play and just, you know, put it in effect on the court. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens against a team like Denver. You know, they struggled against the top teams last year and maybe they can do something against Denver. I mean, the Nuggets this year, they're what's the, what's their record here? Nugget, nuggets are eight and three. So you got a chance yeah. to make a statement at home yeah. against Denver, especially if you can stop Jokic. I mean, that, he's just unstoppable. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think you've just got a statement opportunity. And those are the types of games you have to win are those statement games. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are those are games, uh, especially at home for uh, for the team's confidence, for the players' confidence. And uh, if you can make a statement game like that and beat a good team who's rolling right now, um, that'd be big for the, like I said, for the team's confidence. Absolutely. Maybe they'll find some consistency. We'll see. But most importantly, we've only got one game to talk about on next week's show. We've been mm-hmm. recapping two, three games. We've got one game to talk about at the start of next week. We hope to join us back here on Tuesday for another episode. This is a wrap for today's episode of Believe in Bulls on the Believe Network, presented by our friends at betonline.ag. Get that 
50% welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, promo code BELIEVE. That's a great deal, especially with so much happening in the sports world right now. We will see you back here next week. We're going to be talking about a little easier stretch, hopefully a little more consistency, and maybe they're getting some guys healthy. But all in all, I think the Bulls are in a pretty good spot, all things considered, through the first 13 games. It could be much worse. Look at the situation in L.A. We'll see you back here next (laughs) Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.